Okay, here we go. Okay, um, hello everybody. Good morning, afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're logging on to us today. Welcome to Mom Confidence uh, Podcast. Today, I've got a lovely guest, a special guest I'm excited to introduce you to. Uh, her name is Deborah Mole. I hope I'm saying your last name okay. Um, but I'm so excited to have her here. Uh, you're going to hear why I'm excited because um, mom confidence is all about um, speaking up and encouraging the mom in her pursuits to um, to excellence in what she's trying to do to be the best mom she can, you know, meeting the needs of her children. But at the same time, she doesn't forget herself. She can still pursue her own ambitions, goals, and career needs. Um, so I've got a perfect mom here who's walked the journey. And she's <laughs> and she is here to share her story. But before I get in, I'm just gonna read her a quick intro on Deborah. So she grew up in a village in Zimbabwe and attended both a village school and a secondary school in the city. Uh, she started a business early before moving to the UK and carrying on finding her feet in the business world. She is an international number one bestseller. Uh, with seven books published so far and more to come. A public speaker, podcast host, and a businesswoman. See why she's here? Uh, <laughs> she's also a business startup and mindset coach for women through her platform, Ask DM, which provides women with one-to-one -one coaching, coaching plans, group sessions, as well as online courses. She is a founder of Business Ladies Forum Organization and Global Business Women Organization, both platforms for women um, the world over to network, support each other, and learn to do business well. She discovered a way to overcome her own limitations, and now she helps other women with the same situations to realize their own dreams and life purposes. Wow. So I heard Deborah speak at one of the conferences I was attending a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I got to have this woman because she spoke so close to my heart. Uh, um, when she said in a message, it was like she was talking to me. I thought you were speaking to me because I am juggling. I have um, a 14-year-old, I have a 12-year-old, and I have a 2-year-old. And right now we've been in Spain for the past 10 months. Our home is Melbourne. Um, I've got I've had my mom in Manchester, so I'm a globetrotter at the moment. I'm a global citizen trying to do my business. I'm a coach, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. At the same time, I want my children to fulfill their strengths and their goals. They want to be professional athletes. So right now it's about finding the best place for them to train and expose themselves to the best environment for them to train and develop. So when I heard Deborah speak, she's speaking to me because I am juggling. So, <laughs> so I thought I needed other women to hear her beautiful message, a beautiful inspirational story, her own journey into mothering, in business, and how she's managed to keep all her balls in the air. So, Deborah, welcome. If you just want to say hello to our audience, and I know I've given an intro, but just give us a whole version of who you are. Hi, hi guys. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for inviting me, and I'm glad to be here. Yes, I juggled, uh, as all women do, and it's something that you, every day you learn how to do that day and get through that day. And 
it is it, it is i think with most women it's inborn and you, you don't have a choice really because one thing doesn't stop because you've had children you can't stop being a woman you can't stop being a sister you can't stop having a career you can't stop you can't stop eating because <laughs> And to eat means to work. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I love what you say. You say it is inborn because that's the question I always wonder. Is it something we're born with or is it something we have to adapt to? Everyone is born to do many... I mean, people can walk and eat. <laughs> people can walk and talk. So this juggling thing, it's not just the children. We can do a lot of things at the same time. Mm. I cannot work in a quiet room. Mm. I have to have music in the background. Oh, wow. Okay. In order for me to work, that means I'm listening and I'm working. And then sometimes I have to rewind because I'm thinking, oh, that's quite nice. And I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit of that. I'm multitasking. Yeah. Everyone can do that. Oh, wow. Wow. That, I like that. That's powerful. So give us your definition of juggling. What does it mean for you? And if, if you're speaking to another woman who is trying to be a mom, we suffer from, a lot of moms suffer from mom guilt. Um, so sometimes we are trying so desperately to meet the needs of our children. And then sometimes a lot of moms have put their dreams on the side, whatever they are. They've put them on hold because right now I'm being a mother and I'm taking care of my children. Um, what would you say, what is juggling your definition and how have you moved past the needs? Because obviously I can tell you, you're a highly ambitious woman. So how have you managed to meet your needs and the needs of your children? I like women who say, right now I'm being a mother. I'll take care of my needs later. When do you stop being a mother? Mm. My kids are grown up. I'm still a mother. Wow. And I'm, my mother is still my mother. She can stop being a mother because I'm now old. I still call her and go, Mommy, mm. ABCD, Mommy, I want a B, Mommy, I can't do this. And I might complain and moan to my mom, When do you stop being a mom? That mm. means those paths have got to run parallel. Mm. They have to run parallel. You can't stop being a mom to, to pursue a career or pursue a career and then stop to be a mom. You can, they can all run parallel. And you have to learn to juggle both, to give to both. And um, you can't be 100, 100% 24 7 mom. When mm. do you stop? Mm. You know, even the career, you can't, you can't wait 24 7. You have to go home at some point. Mm. Yeah. So those paths, you have got to learn to, to walk those paths parallel. They don't, they don't clash at all. You, you just have to learn to do that. Oh, wow. Wow. You've got amazing stop. words. You're saying... <laughs> stop being a perfect mom. Hmm. Just be a good mom. Hmm. No one is a perfect mom. And no one can be that 100% mom. Hmm. Give yourself... Like, if you burn food, so what? <laughs> Wash the saucepan. Get on with it. Because sometimes you own a call like this. Here. You're talking to an important customer. We are pitching to an imported investor. And you know you're cooking over there. You know this guy is very busy. I've been trying to get him for six months. Yeah. That food is going to end. I am not leaving. That food is going to 
those kids are going to have sandwiches. Oh, wow. And it's one day. It's fine. It's only one day. It's okay. Wow. Tomorrow I'll cook. Yeah. See, I, I love your mindset. Have you always been like that? Have you always been like Because for me, I had a different version of what mom is meant to be like growing up until I had my own kids and then the demands of meeting their needs and their strengths and wanting to pursue, I don't want them to have a different lifestyle from what I had. I want them to focus on their strengths. So that led me to have a different mindset. I had to change my mindset. I had to survive, develop a different mindset that could allow me to be the better mom so that I could parent them the way they wanted to go. Um, so I had to change my mindset. So for you, is it something you've always had or is it because of the way things were you had to adjust and adapt yourself to fit into what you're trying to do? Because I grew up in the village. I saw women who could carry a baby on the back and water on, 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 on their head and just get on with it. Um. I saw women who could juggle and do everything. You know, they go to the field, come back and go to the funeral, come back, go to church and in the meantime, they're cooking, they're washing. They're, there's no time to... I don't think they stop to think. Mm. You know about what needs doing. It needs doing, it's done. If it's not done tomorrow, it's all right. Mm. So I like, grew up seeing powerful women who juggled and just got on with life. No mourning, no, no crying. If you can't do it, you can't do it. Mm. You want it uh, bad enough, you have go and get it mm, mm. that's interesting so is it different for mothers this time they don't have that picture or that image of women juggling is that the difference in today's world mothers now I think there are two different types mm -hmm. there are mothers who so much want to be perfect mothers they're so hard on themselves so so hard on themselves so that if you say your child is being naughty it's like you're saying you are a bad mother in their head they are mm. hearing say you are a very bad mother and that's not the same your child is growing up she's, she's gonna be naughty she's gonna be naughty that's fine they are so hard on themselves they want to raise these little angels mm. which is what a picture of a child at all your child is gonna have tantrums at some point your child is gonna answer back at some point and that's not a reflection on you that's just a child growing up that's normal so nowadays you find there are mothers who are so want to be perfect and then there are mothers who can juggle very very well well we need to learn to get them um, the middle ground mm -hmm. As mothers, we are guardians of these little souls. Oh, yeah. And these little souls do not come with a handbook. No, no. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if I tell you how I raised my kids, your kids will come out very differently. And then people reflect, oh, so-and-so's kids are so intelligent. Well, they're not yours. <laughs> they're different. We mm -hmm. are all different. We all got different talents. Mm -hmm. If your child is not academic, they might be... Um, sporty they might be they, they might be good with their hands mm -hmm. don't be too hard on yourself if your child fails maths the end of the world no it's not mm. your child might be very good at playing football your child might be very good at fixing cars you know we all need all these um abilities in life yeah yeah so if if your child does something or if you're not a perfect mother today 
people always ask how did you raise your kids and i always joke i i, I watered and fed them once once in a while <laughs> they grew up fine they're balanced adults mm. but we, we we are too hard on ourselves unnecessarily unnecessarily mm. if your kids love teach them right and wrong feed them and sometimes say it's okay it's okay mm. today I, I i didn't finish my tasks it's okay mm. today the three attend from it's okay mm. i dropped the ball over there it's okay pick it up it's okay mm. so how do you find the middle ground you talked about finding that middle ground how did you find yours and how what did you tell mothers struggling between the perfection mom and the mom who's the other way how do you find that middle ground you have to be a mother you don't compare yourself to other mothers mm. if you have a friend who's so amazing oh my god she grows her own food <laughs> the kids only organic and she's running up and down and she's making it their clothes and everything she's just making it on her own that perfect wife yeah <laughs> yeah that's the problem because we compare ourselves to other people you go to mm. someone's house and it's perfect it's clean oh my god it's so clean and she's got kids how is she managing that you don't know mm. stop comparing so be a mother to your children mm. what i mean is someone else's kids are not yours you don't know their personality you don't know how she's coping and again don't judge another mother yeah Yeah. If you see a struggling mother, you never know. Maybe a kid has got some condition. Mm. You know, we, this is it. Women, you see a mother with a child screaming and she can't control that child. We give her the look. How can you not be able to control your own child look? Mm. And that's so wrong. We don't know. Maybe that child has got ADHD. You don't mm. know what she's doing. Maybe she's going through a bereavement. Maybe she herself is not herself in herself. Mm. You don't know your struggles. So stop judging each other and stop comparing yourself to others. Stop waiting for validation that you are a good mother. Yeah. Yeah. Look at your children, are they fed? Are they fine? Are they healthy? You're good. You're good. The fact that they might not be as good as the neighbor's kids or your friend's kids and stop calling your friend and telling you how amazing your kids are and then judging your kids. Oh, my kid didn't do so well. Oh, if it was my child, I would actually write on him until he does good. Mm. Well, maybe his academic prowess is not as good as your child is. Why are you doing that? Why do you want this mother to keep on on your child so that she's as good as yours? I mean... Let's just understand that even if your kids, three kids, you've got three kids, mm-hmm. they they got different prowess. Mm-hmm. Don't judge them according to the brother. Why can't you be like your brother? Yeah. Well, the brother is different. He's got different talents. He's got different powers. He's got different understanding. Why are you doing that? Because the, the minute we start comparing ourselves to others or needing validation from others, we lose that common ground. Because mm. we are now fighting to get to that level that we've looked up to. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! You know, people say these stars, these celeb- celebrities. She's such an amazing mom. Well, she's got eight nannies <laughs> looking after the children. Why are you comparing yourself to her? Hmm. 
and you don't you don't know the full story, isn't there? You 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 don't know what's amazing. You don't know you the don't story. Know what someone is going through. We all are in a different different situation. Mm. You see another mother struggling. To, don't be too hard on her. We are all different. Yeah. Those mothers with really naughty kids. Nobody wants that, but that's what they are dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Put yourself in your shoes and be sympathetic. Just give a smile. Don't don't smack like oh mine are perfect. Oh look at me go. <laughs> yeah. No, don't let's yeah. not do that. Let's understand that we are all in a path of life and we are all in different lanes. Mm. Mm. That way uh, we as mothers can know that when I sit down for my alone five minute coffee break, I'm fine. Mm. I'm not struggling to catch up with anyone. I'm not struggling yeah. at that level. The imaginary perfect level is so rubbish, I'm telling you. Mm. Mm. I like you've put in there that the perfect, your five minute time and you're trying to catch up with anybody. Because if you're at your own pace, then you're not in anyone's race. And that's a comfortable place to be. Yeah. yeah. That's your middle ground right there. That's your that's middle your ground. Middle exactly. Ground. I'm exactly. doing my job. I'm doing my children, I'm running my business, I'm doing this. Wow. Is my hair done today? No? So, see this? Where is car? And I keep going. You keep going. But <laughs> Am I feeling perfect today? No. What do I do? What do I need? Hmm. It's about me. It's about my family. It's about taking care of me first. Hmm. So that woman can walk in six-inch heels. Good for her. Lovely, beautiful. I, I, I'm not all about that. Stop comparing. Stop. She's got a bigger car, so you don't know her financial situation. Mm. Stay in your lane, and your common ground is yours, not someone else. Wow, I love that. So you touched on taking care of yourself. You mentioned something about taking care of yourself first. Do you want to go deeper with that? Because Moms tend to put everyone else, the family needs everything else, and I'm the last one. And I'm, I'm getting better at that myself. I used to be the martyr, <laughs> martyr syndrome where it's okay if I don't eat because I'm so busy. It's, it's okay if I don't rest because I'm so busy. But then at the end of it, my quality of care that I gave my children and my family started to deteriorate because I'm exhausted, because I'm fatigued, because I haven't fed myself. And it took me a while to get that place where I learned to, for them to get better care, better love, better attention. I need to take care of myself. Um, how did you learn to prioritize yourself? You need to teach your family that it's okay for mom to be removed for a bit. Mm. You see, this is the thing um, I find in my culture. We don't teach children for example, bedtime. Bedtime is very, very important. Your kid goes to bed at what, seven, eight? Mm -hmm. And then you can relax, you can breathe. If your child stay up until 2 a.m. in the morning, you, you, I, I visited families who the kids are up with grown-ups. Yeah. 2 in the morning, well, they don't go to bed until we go high. What do you mean until you go? That child is going to be irritable in the morning because they didn't sleep enough. Mm. And then you end up thinking, oh, my child must have ADHD. No. It's because that child is not resting, resting enough. enough. Yeah. 
So you, you need to teach your children, even as babies, that it's okay. When you're lying down over there and I'm over here, it's fine. Mm. And this you do by letting go. Mm. Mothers, we want to be wanted. We want to be needed. Oh my God, I'll rock him to sleep. I'll rock him till he sleeps. And your arms will ache. You are rocking this little child to sleep. Do you know if you put him down, he can actually sleep over there? Mm. But we, we want to be needed. Give him here. He won't sleep until I rock him. He won't sleep until I rock him. What are you teaching that child? Yeah. You have to be there 24-7. Now, when you start removing yourself, that child is going to go, what are you doing? What are you we doing? Don't do hmm. So it's okay. First days, you put him down. He learns that, okay, I can lie down and play with mom from down there. That means, especially when you're, you work from home like I, like I did all the time, you can rock your kid and still work. Hmm. And you can watch your kid playing over there in a rocker chair, whatever. And still do your work okay mm -hmm. you can leave your child over there and still do something over here you know they're not in any harm i can see them over there we can actually chat mm -hmm. you know you can do ha 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 chatting with your child and still do something else you can, i can have a coffee without spilling it mm -hmm. i can actually shower <laughs> Yeah. It's a, it's a child that's not put down. Oh my God, he needs to be rocked. Yes, he needs me. He doesn't need you. He wants you. Hmm. There's, a, there's a very big difference. He doesn't sleep when he's with his father. Why? It's because you taught him that. Yeah. Yeah. Because when they come home as babies, they don't know anything. No. They don't have any inbuilt systems that say, only mom will make me sleep. It's us who teach you them. Yeah. If you, you start from the minute you bring, the day you bring them home, bedtime, that's what they will learn. Hmm. They will actually, you will actually put them in their bed and say good night when they are still awake and shut the door and they will go to sleep because that's what they've learned. Hmm. So we need, we, we need to mother and know that we are bringing up independent, confident kids who know I can play. Mom can actually go. She will come back. Yeah. If you, you make them needy, they will become needy and they are not confident because mom has to be there. Mm. I can't stay with dad. I can't leave them with, with my husband. They will cry. That's their father. What are you doing? <laughs> You saying they don't love their father? What they do? But when I'm not there, you can't talk, and they love me, and they need me. Hmm. You're not mothering. You're 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 doing it all wrong. Hmm. You're taking their confidence away. Hmm. And that's what we don't realize. The con we are actually yeah. you know we're actually killing them because you're not doing yes. them any confidence. By thinking I'm being a perfect mom. You are, you're overdoing it. Yeah. You are trying 12 year olds who can't make a sandwich. Yeah. Mama, I need a sandwich. What do you mean you need a sandwich? Go make a sandwich. <laughs> but he can't he can use a knife. He's 12. What are you doing? Mm. Even when they're small, when they finish eating, come on, let's take your dish into the kitchen. Thank you, thank you. That thank you is great to the child's confidence mm. because mm. he knows if i take my, my plate to the kitchen my mom will thank me 
I'm a big boy for doing that. Mm -hmm. Now, if they eat and sit and you clean, you clear the table and you go and do washing, or you, you wash up and then you bring them their drink and you go and bat them, they're watching you working and they're like, it's fine, you know, they need to work out. <laughs> you not get alone time. Yeah, yeah. You not get alone time at all. Because they need you. you they're, they're sitting there waiting for you to jump about. Mm. When you finish playing, Come on, come on, help me. Let's tidy up. Mm -hmm. Let's tidy up. And when they tidy, thank you so much. Look how clean it is. They know now I can tidy up. I can tidy my own toys. And by tidying my own toys, I'm more confident. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big boy. Mom said, well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we don't, we want to do everything. I want to be the perfect mother. I will do everything for my children. And don't use phrases like, I will die for my children. That's so wrong. No, no, my gosh, no. That's so wrong because when tragedy comes, no mom wants to lose a child. Mm -hmm. And you saying that means what? You can control death? Mm. We, we are just raising children. It's it. This has been done for thousands of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't make it look like you're doing something that's never been done. <laughs> that hasn't been done before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That that's so cool. So, do you believe in? Because obviously, that's what you've done for yourself and for your kids. Do you believe in mums having it all? Of course. Okay. If you and, want it, you can. Yeah. So how? It's how much you want it? Hmm. Because I don't think people who say, when I raise my kids, I will then start my business. How do you know how much time you got? Yeah. What if those kids don't move out until they're 30? You're going to wait? Wait till 30? Why are you waiting now? Mm. When I do this, I said before, they have to run parallel. Parallel just don't mean two roads. They can be four or five. Oh, wow. I'm a mom, I'm a sister, mm. I'm a child, mm. I'm a business person, I'm a speaker, I'm a writer, I'm a podcaster, I'm, I've got other businesses at the back that I'm running, I'm a friend. Mm. All these, these are hats I'm wearing. When a friend calls and says, I need help, I don't say, oh, I'm still being a mother. When I finish being a mother, I can come and help you. Mm. I'm there, you're there to help your friend. That's how it works. Yeah. So all these parallel paths they've got to run. If it means doing your work after you've put your kids to bed, so be it. Mm -hmm. You put your kids to bed, 7 p.m., 8 p.m., whatever, and then you start your work. Mm -hmm. Your husband knows, honey, I'm going to wait for an hour. I'm coming up to bed. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no time to do one thing and finish because you can't finish a mom. Mm -hmm. A mom is for life. You can't finish a career because that means what? Six to five when you retire. Mm -hmm. So if you wait to finish one thing, then start another. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. So where has it gone wrong? Because because I would love my audience to hear your story, how you raised your children, um, how you managed your business, what you taught your children whilst you were doing what you were doing, what you, because there's a lot of, you have to have a strategy. What you, well, in your conversation, I can hear you need to have a strategy. You talked about putting them to bed, 
then I start my work. So you have to have a strategy. I'm hearing you have to be teaching your children so they become, so you're empowering them so they can make a strategy. So what was, so what I'm getting from you is there's a strategy. What else is required? What else did you use that worked for you to keep the parallel things all going? What, what decisions did you have to make? What things do you have to put in place? What sacrifices did you have to make? What seasons? Sometimes it's about respecting what season you're in. Um, what did you put in place to be able to facilitate all that? You have to be just working from home or working on your own business. You have to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Okay, that means even friends, even family, you can't call me at that time. If you call me, I'll, I'll either look at the phone and if you go to voice and I'll tell you I'll call you later because yeah. I'm working. Yeah. You have to be disciplined enough to put aside time for work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about mindset. The problem with, um, I'm seeing with most women is we like to be liked too much. So mm. we don't put boundaries. Mm. And by boundaries, I mean your, your, your friend knows your home. Okay? Mm. That means your home. I can call anytime. <laughs> I can come anytime. No. And I'm trying to work. I'm actually trying, trying to set up a business. Oh, but you can do that later. No, 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 no. Mm. So we need, because people are scared if they say no, they won't be liked. They won't be liked. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, I want my friends to like me, so I'll have to say yes. I've lost a day. Mm. I've lost a week. I've lost a month. Mm. Time is moving. But when you say no, those those who respect you, those who love you, will understand. It mm. won't work. So it's, it's about you, your identity, your self consciousness your boundaries. Mm. Even the children, they know. I, I, I actually wonder those mothers who say, because uh, some of my coaching I was doing on the phone, mm. like on WhatsApp groups and stuff, and the children who sent stuff on groups and they say, oh, my kid was playing with the phone. My kids knew we don't play with mom's stuff. Mm. We don't go in mom's office. They don't touch my stuff. Mm. So even when they were toddling, they would get up to my door, and I'll talk to them. I'll come out of my, my, my office door, 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 door. Because I don't want my kids doodling on one on my work. I mean, mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking for paper, you don't want children doodling or being on your work. You, don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you have to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. You have to have, even with your children in the house, they have to know, okay, now mom is working. Because yeah. sometimes they are home. It's only daytime they are home. Guys, I'm working. You need to keep it quiet now. Mm-hmm. I'm on the phone. Yes, I'll make you sandwich, not now. Smaller children, bigger children can actually make you lunch when you're working. Mm-hmm. So it's all about you, how you run, how you run your life. Mm-hmm. Because then you blame it on the kids. I couldn't do it because the kids were there. Were you carrying them all the time? <laughs> Mm. Because they're already growing. I mean, they're not gonna go anywhere. So you have to learn to schedule your life around everything. Yeah, yeah. Before you know it, there will be big boys. You know that. Yeah. You yeah. look at this. Where did the time go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And what about sacrifices? Are there things you had to? I don't know. 
sacrifices. What what does that mean? Because people take a lot about the things you have to lay down. Because for me, definition of sacrifice, it's not that I suffer. It's just prioritizing something over something for the time or for the season because I'm focusing on this right now. So how do you manage sacrificing your your lifestyle and how do you teach that into your children as well? Well, for me, I <laughs> my kids knew when, when we don't have, we don't have. Because it took me years to set and run my business and be successful. Mm-hmm. And for those years, we had to go without. But I've never been a person who wants everything, like, or give my children everything. Like, for example, my kids never had um, those PlayStation stuff. Mm-hmm. They've never had that. And they've never asked for that. My kids are more academic. Mm-hmm. So they would go to friends and play, play with their PlayStation things and Wii things and come home and don't hear that. And even after I could afford it, I never saw the point of that. Mm. Not to punish the kids or anything, but they were readers. My kids read to the point of I was paying Kindle so much money. I yeah. Every day we'll be downloading books and books and books to the point that you say, guys, I can't today. Let's not pay more, any more Kindle. But <laughs> that's what they did. Yeah. So, yes. So, um... You can't be successful without giving. Mm, and giving wow. means you, you can't really sit with your friends for hours and expect to be successful. Mm. Okay? So sacrifice means you're going to have to give up that time. Yeah. And become boring to your friends because they're always working. Mm. Sometimes you have to go without sleep because like now with international businesses, you're going to have to wait for America time. Yeah. You're going to have to wait for Australian time, which is very different. Mm. In order for, for, for it to work for you, you have to sacrifice that. Mm. Yeah. You can't be successful without getting bruises. It mm. doesn't work. And business is not easy. If you see someone say, if you put in 50 pounds, you can make a million. No, run, run away, go. Mm. Because there's nothing like that. Money doesn't work like that. Success doesn't work like that. You have to work. Mm. Mm. And how have you taught that into your children? The, because I like to, I know everything I do, I know I'm imparting or I'm affecting the, the, the children. How have you included that into your parenting so that they, their, their priorities, they know what to go for, they know how to make the right decisions based on how we're seeing our mom making decisions. How have you embedded that into your parenting? When children come to me, when my children come to me with anything, a problem, whatever, teachers say, whatever, friends say, before I give my own thoughts, I ask them what they think. Hmm. What do you think? And they say what they think. That way I can I can judge their personality. I can judge the way they, they solve problems. I can judge their thought process. Mm. Their situation. And that helps them map out what they can do and can't do. 
Mm. I've got kids who are, like I said, very academic. Mm. Very fine, they've already set up um, academies online. They, 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 they coach, they tutor. They, one of them is, is, was an author at 11. Mm. So you, that they taught, taught me work and they believed in me even before things worked out. Oh, wow. Because sometimes I go, oh, I'm so tired, I can't do this, mommy, you can do this. Yes, mommy, you can do this. <laughs> so they were like my little cheerleaders yeah. in the background. Yeah. Even when things got tough, you know, when things got like, I, I can't climb this, I, I'm going to sit down and they go, no, 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 you can't. Mm. So they, to me, they are my inspiration and my, the, the wind beneath my wings. Mm. They actually give me that because they are very, they're more motivated than even I am. Mm. Mm. Wow. And, wow. And because they are about three girls, they are, they are a very tight team. Yeah. Together, without me, because I, I, I wanted them to bond without me. Mm. If you have a relationship with each other, yeah. without me uh, breathing down on them. Mm. So they've got that free relationship. That's, that's a good thing. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So you, you, you are a podcaster, you're an author of books, and you're a coach. How do you make time for everything? I know you've talked about the parallels, but in your time with, I guess, because your, your kids are not still, they're still at home with you, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Sure. So, so how do you... Okay, they're, 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 they're teenagers. And then not even an issue at all mm. they're all training, cooking, whatever. I've this is I, I don't know how that worked. I've never had to sit down with my kids for homework. Mm. My kids always did homework on their own. And they if they wanted to ask they would come and ask me. But I've never had to say, have you done your homework? Never. Mm. So that's that having the kids at home have never been an issue. Uh, when it comes to like, like online coaching or all this coaching and stuff, it's allocating time. Mm -hmm. My time is very, very expensive. Mm -hmm. So if people ask me a few questions, one question in common, I will, I will answer it with a, a tiny video, a short video, a short audio. Mm -hmm. And I post that on my website. So it becomes frequently asked questions. Mm, mm. So next time somebody asks me the same question, I'm referring them. Oh, I like you know, that. Oh, okay, that question has been answered. I don't, I don't have to keep, you, you have to be organized enough to create that, that sort of platform because yeah. otherwise you keep repeating and then wasting time. Yeah, yeah. And there are websites that um, consolidate all your posting, all your online um, persona. Mm -hmm. So that one post will go to LinkedIn, Facebook, everywhere. So I should do my, my post for, say, Monday. Mm -hmm. I'm talking as a normal woman. I don't want to say I'm a virtual assistant, which I do now. But before all that, mm -hmm. I didn't. I ran everything on my own. Mm -hmm. So you have to schedule your, your stuff. Say, say I want you to send emails. I've got an email list, but I said emails. Yeah. Once a week, twice a week. Mm -hmm. I schedule that. 
for emails or they get just sent it or scheduled calls. Mm -hmm. So if I take a day to do emails and I take a day to schedule the post. So that say Monday morning I'm scheduling the post so Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, everything is just scheduled, it just goes out. It's about discipline. Mm -hmm. You have to allocate your time accordingly. What needs to be done now? Mm -hmm. Because some things can wait. Yeah. Some things are urgent. Mm -hmm. So you know your tasks. You know your water. Mm -hmm. What needs to be done now? What needs to be done tomorrow? As and when your business grows, you can you can have a virtual assistant. Yeah. It does help quite a lot because they 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 pick up. They do the the the, uh, the, the stuff that you can't do. Mm. Mm, okay. That that's having that's insightful being organized and learning that there are all these different softwares that can obviously help you put it together. But I like what you said, you have to want it, you have to have that want for you to be able to achieve all that. Um so I like that you mentioned as we round off, you mentioned that your children are academic. Um were you able to pick that up on your own? Because I like I'm a big fan of actually kids just working on their strengths and identifying them early, and then you focus on that. Were you able to, how much work, what, how did you come to that? Is that something you pursued, or did you speak louder to them, or it, it was a shouting talent in them? How, what, 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 what I hear parents actually say, my children are academic, my children are whatever. It's a confident thing that you know what their strengths are, and there's no shame whatever arena they are focusing on. But it's not as a common thing that mothers do. Some mothers have no idea what their strength in children are. And that's a shame because I think then you're not empowering your children. You're not preparing your child for their lane, for the road, for their journey, if you don't know what their strengths are. So what did you say about identifying your children's strengths and your role as a mother to facilitate, to guide, and to help them in that arena? They think just going to school and some really good results. And uh, talking to teachers, mm -hmm. um, they love learning. Like I said before, I never had to say, Have you done your homework? Mm -hmm. They'll do their homework and come for me to sign. You know, they, they have to sign that I'm doing the homework. Yeah, done. yeah. They will do it and bring me to sign. I never had to say, Have you done your homework? And if you leave your homework at home, and I take you to school, that's on you. I've never had to say, have you taken a book? Have you ever? Mm. Because I gave you that responsibility. This is your responsibility. Yeah. Your education is your responsibility. But when the results come, you realize, like I remember when um, the middle child was in nursery school, mm -hmm. and the teacher said, she surprised us today. She said, um, the teacher said something about cactus. And she said, no, it's not cactus, it's cacti. <laughs> and the teacher said, How does she know cacti? I said, Well, I don't know. They read and they, they just get on with it. Mm. And the last one is very good in maths. Mm. And when she was starting school, they said, Well, you should stop, and, um, stop teaching her grown up maths. Because mm. now in class, it's hard for her to do seven plus seven because she's already she three hundred plus five hundred. And it's really hard for me to bring it down to the other kids' level. I said, well, I don't teach her maths. I, I haven't taught her maths at all. She said, well, mm. how does she do maths? Because our play in our house was uh, playful learning. 
So instead of Xbox and PlayStation, they used to do to those videos that play for learning. If they're going to do maths, it's a game, it's sort of a game mm -hmm. and it's learning. They're learning and playing at the same time. So they love all that reading stuff, all that making like languages, uh, maths, like physics. So they did that at a very young age. Mm. And I never had to prompt them. They would actually ask me to buy these games. Mom, buy us this game. It's, made, it's a math game. I want to learn it. Mm. Mom, this is physics. I'm like, you're only in year five. You don't know physics. Yes, but I want to learn it. It's really mm. interesting. So you, I, I, they, they developed that on their own and they, I just let them run with it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I like Whatever them. they did in the table, I look at it and we discuss how viable it is as a business, how good it is for them hmm. going forward. And we, we just, I talk to the teachers as well. And yeah, I haven't done anything special at all. Like I haven't taken them to special school or anything like that. Hmm. No, they just go to a normal school, drama school, hmm. and they just excel. It's um, it's one of those talent things. I think if that's their talent. I'm, I'm not like that. Mm. Mm. And you've just allowed it to grow, and you just there to support and to be be the mother. I guess that's the main thing. That's 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 good. Okay. So I guess I mean I've learned so much just for myself. So I know definitely my audience will will be will find it very insightful. I mean I think you're a very powerful woman. Um, I don't know if you know it, but I'll let you know because <laughs> because I've I've learned, especially when you say you have to really want it and you've got parallel, you don't take hats off. And I think what stood out for me is you cannot be a mother for hundred percent of the time, and you can't wait to say let me mother now, and then when I finish mothering, then I'll do that. I think that's what stood out from this this conversation. You've taught me the fine art of actually juggling everything I need to do. So just to finish off, if you had three tips that you'd give any mother who's ambitious, who wants to start a business or scale their business and they've got their children that they're obviously mothering, what are the three survival tips you'd give them to finish off? Um, in order to survive in the business world or career world, you need, first of all, identity. Hmm. You need to know who you are really know and accept and love who you are. Otherwise, you will be suffering from all this phony um, uh, identity, fake identity syndrome that's going mm. around. Because you try so much to be like that person, to be like that person, to live up to that person. And you have to have a passion. Mm. Whatever it is you want to do, you need to have the passion. Otherwise, when things get tough, you are going to stop. Yeah. When you have got passion, you're going to fall and get up. Mm. You are going to fall and get up. When things get tough, you, you're looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. And you need to work on those limitations. Mm. Limitations are always there. Why are, are you accepting them in your life? Wow. Why do you think, oh, I'm only a woman? Oh, I'm only black? Oh, I'm only, I only did high school, I don't have a degree? Oh, I'm only short? 
oh, I'm too fit. Oh, I'm too this. Why are you putting these limitations on yourself? So you, you need to work on that on your own, in your mind. This is all about mindset. Mm. If someone put those limitations on you, don't accept them. Mm. Don't accept limitations put on you by society, culture, religion, whatever. If you do, they will block your success. Mm. Mm. So you need identity, passion, and stop those limitations. Stop negativity talk. I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not. It's, it's for them. Who are them? Who are these them? I don't know them. I've never seen them. Hmm. It's all right. Oh, she's very lucky. Nobody's very lucky. No. You don't know. She's not even sleeping, working while you're sleeping. Mm. Nobody's very lucky. Mm. She's doing what she needs to do. So stop. Stop the limitations in yourself. Mm. You're good enough. Mm. You're yeah. enough. Oh, well, I love that. I if you want it bad enough, go and learn. Go and learn it. Get the knowledge about whatever it is, idea you want to, to, put, uh, to put across, whether it's a business, whether it's a career. What do I need for this career? Hmm. What qualifications do I need to be an engineer? Hmm. Go and ask them. Look, I want to come here and work as an engineer. What do I need? Hmm. They'll tell you. Google it. Get a coach, get a mentor. I want to do business, but I don't know where to start. How do I do this? Mm. How much knowledge nowadays? The world is open for us. So don't sit there and tell me just because you're a woman, you can't do this. Mm. Mm. If you've got money enough to be paying for data, to be gossiping. <laughs> if you're spending all day on Facebook, mm. shouting at a stranger. Yeah, Ooh. jumping into stories you don't know. Yes, <laughs> yes, oh, yes, yes. You know, they say now you don't know. Hmm. Do you know the story you don't know? Maybe it's a made up story you don't you know. You don't know. What does it matter to you? Is it affecting your life? No, use that data to find knowledge to prosper. Hmm. Hmm. Read a book, advance your knowledge. Never mind the people fighting, that is not your work. Hmm. So the three of all is identity, passion, and limitations. Watch those limitations. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. And are they transferable to when you move when in the mothering? What are your three tips? Of course. They are, they are transfer, transferable. What's your identity as a mother? Are you trying hmm. to be that Good mother at school. You know, there's always the <laughs> mother at school who does everything. Children, her children turn up in this beautiful costume. <laughs> you, have you have time to get a plastic and a headscarf. <laughs> because the children reminded you, when mom, I told you, I needed to be a mom of being of Yeah. That's okay. So you need your identity straight 
as a mom, who are you as a mother? Mm. Are you confident enough to say, I'm a mom, I'm good? Mm. Or are you waiting for someone to say you're doing a good job? Mm. What if they say you're doing a bad job? You're going to crumble. Mm. There are so many limitations as a mom. Oh my God, what do I do? Oh my God. Wait, stop, stop, stop and calm down. It's okay. Nobody has got a handbook for these little people. You come out of hospital, you look at it and think, what do I do with this? Mm. How can they just trust me to go out <laughs> with this person? Yeah. This day is first child. You're looking at the child thinking, oh my God, now what? Hmm. Just screaming, I don't know whether they are hungry or tired, I don't know what's going on. Every first child, we every mother have cried together with child. You're crying, you don't know what to do. Hmm. And be passionate enough to raise a confident person. Oh, wow, I love that. Whether we or your children's limited, some children can't run, some, some children are not academic, some children have got conditions. If your child is with a condition, work with your child. Mm. It's not the end of the world. They are the best person they are supposed to be. Mm. So don't don't look at your child and think, oh, what is what is is his life going to be? You mm. don't know. They, they might have the best life ever. Just equip them to be powerful, self confident. Whatever their condition is, and don't wait for people to be judging you and say, mm, "What? Mm. You're doing the best job you can." Mm. Mm. Oh, your tips, your tips, Deborah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's a whole different podcast altogether. <laughs> oh, I love them, and I love that they're so transferable. Identity, passion and limitations oh my gosh thank you so much i i've learned so much so insightful thank you thank you if uh our audience would like to get a hold of you because obviously you've got a lot of things going the books uh, your podcast and your coaching service so how can they get in touch with you oh they can email me uh dm dm.com or hook me up if i'm on i'm on facebook LinkedIn, and all the other platforms and I've got a few websites, uh, askdm.com, and I've got another one coming up, local business women. Hmm. So, yes, um, I'm quite free to conduct and Exciting. And about your books, what if you mentioned the seven, if you just give us a few uh, titles? On, um, all my books are on Amazon. Amazon, okay. They will come up. Okay, okay. So you have it. So she's given us the links. If you want to work with this passionate woman, she knows how to juggle. She knows how to mother and equip children with confidence. And she knows how to prioritize the business and strategize and put the right things for her business to grow. Um, so thank you so much, Deborah, for your time. It's been so thank insightful. You. I'm so, so grateful. Thank you for coming up. And I know I've learned and I know my audience are going to learn. Thank you so much for your time. And definitely we'll connect again sometime soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you, ladies. You. You're welcome. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.
stop. Okay, that's when I stopped it. Yeah, there we go. We stopped. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love just your last three steps. Something that's a whole different podcast altogether. <laughs> Thank you. You young people are doing like you're doing something that was never done before. You think so? Oh my God. It's like, yeah, but children, what do you mean? My children, eight children. Honestly, it's like, wow, you need to stop yourself. Yeah, yeah. You need to stop yourself. It's, it's, it's okay. It's just, long time ago, I watched this video that this guy said, if you want something bad enough, mm. you have to want it more than you want to read. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. And that's powerful. The powerful statement. Yeah, and I think maybe now we've got too many options. And most women, were, most Yeah, put it across that way. Yeah. Well, if you suffer for five years and then sit pretty the rest of your life, isn't that better? That's, hmm. But we don't think enough that way because you say you work and for 40 years. This syndrome of what would people say, what would people think. Because this is the thing. When we start a business, mm-hmm. we go and tell everybody, I've started a business and I'm a business. CEO, I'm a CEO, I'm a CEO, I'm a business owner. And then when it doesn't work, now you're in trouble now. Yeah. Oh, it didn't work. It didn't work. (laughs) He was like showing off. It didn't work. And now we are now ashamed. Yeah. Why did did you feel the need to publicize? To tell everybody. Why? If you publicize, be big enough to to be able to withstand when they come back. Because not everyone Mm. watching you is going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Not everybody watching you is understanding your dream. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you go tell somebody who's failed so many times and given up. I'm starting a business. You think they're going to go and go... Come on, well go on, you can do it. No. They'll tell you it doesn't work. I tried it, it doesn't work. Girl, it doesn't work. You're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Because they failed, right? Yeah. And they gave up, right? Mm-hmm. Now that's the same person you're going to tell you. I'm now a CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three months down the line, she's going to come and say, How far? How far is it? 
oh, it's not working. Oh, if I, I told wake you. Up, Hmm. Just give up. I'm telling you, girl. And they, they're quick to call girl. I'm telling you, oh, that monkey. Oh, that what's her name? Mabel. Oh, she's struggling, girl. It didn't work. She was showing off. She was showing. She hmm. came to my house to tell me honestly. Ah, I tell you, I tell you. When did she ever run a business? That's what I'm asking. Ah. Hmm. And that talk will come back to you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your friend was laughing at you. Oh, how can my friend la- laugh at me? Be prepared to be laughed at. Hmm. and be prepared to be an enemy oh wow because this is what happens in our african families i become successful all of a sudden in yoga auntie yeah okay how did she make money she's not even educated you know what she went to yanga and chipinge over there that's where she got the juju to make the money to make the money that money that's juju money and if they ask you Oh, and I need money for this. You say no. Or you say I don't have. She, she won't give because it's due to money. I knew it. <laughs> That's why the due to is. It's not supposed to be given. And these words come back to you all the time. Yeah, yeah. If you give, it's never enough. She's selfish. She doesn't want to give us. <laughs> She's now a millionaire. Ah, she married a white man there in England. Now she give me just a hundred. What does? What do I buy with this hundred now? Ah. Mm. Okay. Wow. And if you you give, say you put someone to school, don't expect them to say thank you. Hmm. Well, we want them to come back to you and say, "I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you." No, they don't. No, no. Your thanks mm. come from heaven. They they look at if you say, "Did you pass at school?" Oh my God! First she paid for my child. Now she's running my child. Mm. Mm-hmm. She thinks the money she's paying, she's now the, the child in charge of my child. She's riding my child all the time. Yeah, wapasa, eh, wapasa, eh. Kana Maria, chudo cheke. Chukarene Maria. It hurts. Because mm. you are spending nights working. Yeah, so yeah. don't expect people to understand your dream. And don't expect people to be your friends. If you want to be, there's this quote, this uh, famous quote, if you want to be friends, if you want to be successful and your friends, sell ice cream. <laughs> oh my gosh. People love ice cream. They yeah. follow the ice cream van. Get an ice cream van, you'll be friends with everybody. They love it. Yeah. You can't be successful and your friends around you. Even Bill Gates right now, people are saying, oh, he's trying to kill Africans. Oh my mm, God. Yeah. To Africa because he wants to kill us. Seriously, he's losing sleep over Africa. Are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> really? What's so important about me that Bill gets losing sleep over me? Over. In the village where I don't even have knickers on. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> Bill gets wants to come and kill me. For what? So if you make money, you're going to make enemies. Mm. They go around saying, Mark Zuckerberg is the, is the, is the devil's the, child. Yeah, yeah. If you look at it, it looks like a lizard. He does. Seriously? Really? Wow. <laughs> so if Mark Zuckerberg had a job, he had created Facebook and he had a job, whatever he's doing, he's not successful, would we know that he's the devil's child? Is Zuckerberg? Would no, we? no, he wouldn't be the devil's child then. So we are only saying that because he made money. Mm, so be prepared to become the enemy. So you yeah. make money and make friends. It doesn't work. Wow. Don't expect people to love you because of ah, I thought for most of the time when I was paying, I was talking about you. 
They don't understand your dream. No. Don't expect even Don't expect them to understand your dream. Yeah. Okay. So don't waste time explaining. Yeah. Yeah. And don't waste time waiting for validation. Yeah, it. they don't understand me and you, you try to go out of your way to explain to them no. Can I have money? Can I please help me? Help me. But you have been talking about me right there. <laughs> yeah. This is Africa we are dealing with now. Yeah. Okay. If you make it, it's because of Juju. If you don't, you're stupid. There is no common ground. You decide your life, you are showing off. You give is too little. You don't give, you're the, the, yeah. the devil. So whichever way, there is, there is no... Yeah, I can't do that $10. Because I'm going to do that $10. Because I'm going to do that $10. And if you go to the postal where you go, you guys go to, to pray. They will tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> they win. Hmm. Oh, there's someone close to you right there. Who's doing it? <laughs> yeah. You've, you've got a stomachache that goes like this, like this. There's someone close to you right there. What you need is bring me ten dollars. I'll play for you. Uh-huh. What What is this guy selling? He already knows how you think. Now he's making ten dollars out of it. Out of that. And in, in Africa, ten dollars is a lot of money. And you are going to find the $10 because oh, yeah. otherwise you die. You die. You die. <laughs> yeah, because you die if you don't bring it. And we expect people to, those people, some people to validate us. Hmm. And we wait for that validation. Yes, my, my father will understand my business. Your father has been worked all his life until he retired. <laughs> and what does he know about business now? <laughs> no, but you love him. He's your father, you love hmm. him. But does he know about Validate your business. But my father said it's not a good business. Yes, he ever started a business in his life. Just because his father doesn't make him excellent. I always tell my kids just because I'm your parent doesn't mean I know everything. Mm. No. Mm. no. So remember, if you tell your mom and she says obesity, maybe she doesn't know what she's talking about. Maybe out of wanting to protect you as a child. Yeah. If it fails, my child will be happy. Let me protect her now before she starts. Yeah, yeah. My, my kid, uh, when she was young, my first kid, when traveling, mm-hmm. she went to, what, 30, 38 countries. Oh, wow. She went all around Asia on her own. On her own? Oh, wow. Up all the way up to Australia, mm. all the small islands. Oh. She, she went for how long? She was gone for eighteen months. Wow! My mom would never let me do that. <laughs> no, no. And that doesn't make her a bad parent. No, it That's doesn't. What she knew, That's what she knew, right? Yeah. So if I take my child back to my mom and say, "Mom, this is what's gonna happen," 
And I'm not trying to diss my mom. Mm. Because you tell your mom and she doesn't understand, doesn't make you a big parent. She mm. knows what she knows. Yeah, exactly. And remember, you brought up different generations. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm. So sometimes your dream is your dream. You're the one who sees its future. Yeah. Don't be discouraged by people who don't That's understand it. Oh, wow. And then you Always see- network with people who, who, who understand. They, they are your push. They will yeah. give you the push. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I've learned so much. Thank you so much. Okay, go. <laughs> Thank you, Deborah. Thank you so much. I Thank will so let you know as soon as I put everything together and collate it in editing. And I'll, I'll let you know when it's coming on. Okay. And then you can publicize on your website too. But what's your podcast? What do you, what do you podcast about? Uh, it's, uh, it's mostly just women empowerment. Oh, okay. I've, I've heard women who talk about menopause, women who talk about divorce, women mm. who talk about a, any overcoming story. You know, people who have overcome okay. diseases. Mm. Uh, because I only started it with them um, with the lockdown. Okay, okay, okay. To keep in touch, to keep talking to people. And yeah. But all these stories from all over the world, women from all over the world, mm. just sharing. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Keep people going. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, madam. Thank you again. Talk to you. <laughs> All right, Deborah. Take care. Bye. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Was that good, my dear? Mm-hmm. I'm getting better. She was good. Okay. She was good. Yeah. Okay. I like her. Okay. What? I like her. Mm-hmm. What's the time? The time to record my thing. It's six. You need know, to wake up.
really going to help and what is the biggest pain that they are experiencing right now that my product my program my service can help them avoid or get rid of so the things right one of the things to consider in your marketing in the positioning of your product or service track all the things that the left has unnecessarily condemned. Dr. Seuss, my pillow, Goya beans, lemon lakes, butter, on syrup, Uncle Ben's rice, Eskimo pies, Mr. Potato Head, among many others, have been banished to this corner. And now, Sports World is getting in on the canceling fun as well. They seem to have canceled patriotism all together. Today, I'm joined by the founder of Outkick and Fox Sports radio host, Clay Travis, to discuss. Clay, thank you for joining me in this magical corner. Yes, first of all. This is absolutely spectacular. Unfortunately, I think you're going to have to add some uh, additional rows here, probably some additional bookshelves. We're going to need a lot of real estate. And I saw how quickly you read that. I mean, you're going to, as you add on and add on, it's going to be a wrap. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. We're probably going to have to purchase a lot of real estate if we're serious about collecting these items, which I am not opposed to. Uh, But this week, we're going to talk about just sort of the canceling of America. Yes. what it feels like and when we really have to trace this sentiment this anti-american sentiment and when it became mainstream you can't help but realize it kind of started with the sports industry and colin kaepernick i think you're right, right? Uh, in 2016 colin kaepernick took a knee a lot of people forget barack obama was president of the united states at the time because people want to conflate it with donald trump uh, but in the preseason game after he lost his starting job to blaine gabber san francisco 49ers he decided not to stand for the national anthem and from there, it became in vogue to do that. Trending. And now it's almost braver to stand for the national anthem than it is to kneel. And you're right, because what I've always said is we need places in America where we're all united and you don't think about what might differentiate us, right? So if you're in a stadium or you're in an arena, I heard your opening. If somebody, your team wins or your team scores, you turn around and high five somebody. You don't think about their race, their ethnicity, their religion, their sexuality, any of these identity politics buzzwords. You think about the fact that you share a team, right? Across tribal differences, and it brings you all together. And, and I heard you talking about Michael Jordan and, and the way that you felt in 1998 when he hit the jumper against the, the Utah Jazz. For Utah fans out there, he definitely pushed off, by the way, before he hit the jumper, <laughs> uh, but he got away with it. But a good stat for you. Uh, in the most recent NBA Finals, they averaged a little over 7 million people watching each of the games. LeBron James's uh, LA Lakers going up against Miami Heat. When Jordan made that jumper, 37 million people were watching. Right. And if people, some people say, well, people won't watch sports the same way. No, no, no. Since 1998, when Jordan made that jumper, the NFL's audience has gotten a lot bigger. has gotten a lot bigger. The NBA has gone from nearly 37 million people million people to 7 million people. Where did those 30 million people go, particularly when you consider 
the United States population has increased by 50 million. Since right. Then. And you know, it was, I tell you, they, they were called racist and they were yes. called white supremacists. And a lot of people just got sick of it and said, you know what, this no longer makes me feel good. It's so why am I giving my money? Right. It's, right. It doesn't make you turn off. You, you just want to turn off politics. You want to turn off the weekly stress and they can no longer do that. And the argument that you hear on the left is that, okay, well, you know what? Colin Kaepernick is just expressing himself. And this is how the flag makes him feel and that should be okay. But you realize that that argument kind of falls flat because when people express themselves in the opposite direction, oh, yeah. case in point, Drew Brees, yes. um, when he made a very sound argument uh, for standing for the national right. anthem, it, it didn't garner the same reaction. So let's actually watch the yes. clip of, of what Drew Brees said that was so controversial. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me Let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem. That's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s. And everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. That's flawless. For an athlete, let's just be honest. He's not a professional politician. He doesn't speak for a living. That is as flawless to me of an answer about why you stand for the national anthem as could be given. You got killed for it. Yeah, why, why did he get killed for this? This actually sounded like a uniting message. He yes. brought up the civil rights That's movement. Right. Uh, he, he brought up his, his grandfather, said, this is what the flag means to me. And he was representative of how so many people in America feel because don't forget, their sons come back home overseas under that flag in coffins. You know, when we have the military right. men that are going overseas and actually sacrificing their lives uh, so that we can enjoy these games, right? And 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 yet they said no. This he is not a had teammates, Candace, who posted videos on social media crying because of what you just heard Drew Brees say. Oh, with well, friends I'm, like that who needs enemies. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, because his own teammates threw him under the bus. And you were talking, I think, so perceptively about Colin Kaepernick. The question that I've asked that I think is a fantastic one, and I think people will enjoy as well. If Colin Kaepernick had taken a knee while playing for the San Francisco 49ers to protest gay marriage being legal, they would have demanded that he not be able to play for the San Francisco 49ers anymore. So when people say they're supporting his First Amendment rights, that's not true. They are supporting First Amendment rights of someone saying something they agree with. That's right. right? Because regardless of what you think, I don't care what you think about gay marriage or abortion or guns or any other hot button issue. If the national anthem is playing and you take a stand because you disagree with something about America during the anthem, then you are distracting from the reason why people are there, which is to celebrate the sport itself. And the reason the anthem plays, in my mind, is to make us all recognize and understand the perspective of how fortunate we all are to be able to show up and care so deeply about something that in the grand scheme of things doesn't really matter that much, right? right? Like, who wins a game? I want my team to win. You, when you play sports, you want your team to win. But at the end of the day, the freedoms that we all share is the reason why we get to care about things like this for volume. Yeah, and the NFL was happy to have Colin Kaepernick have his freedom of speech. They were not happy for Drew Brees. Think about how crazy that is. That's his flawless. He had to come back and he had to apologize. And let's actually watch his apology. 
I know there's not much that I can say that would make things any better right now, but I just want you to see in my eyes how sorry I am for the comments that I made yesterday. I know that it hurt many people, especially friends, teammates, former teammates, loved ones, people that I care and, and respect deeply. That was never my intention. Picture somebody like his PR agent just being like, read this script real it quick. It looks like a hostage video. It is a hostage video. We are right? a hostage. Right? We're, we're all hostage, by the way, yeah. people, particularly in sports. Right? Like, I'm one of the few people who actually was willing to come out and say, did you actually watch what he said? Right. That's, we played it on my radio show. He said, this is really eloquent, right? And for, when, and we talk all the time about how we want athletes to meet the moment. Compare what Drew Brees said to what we consider to be oftentimes an incredibly elucidated and uh, well-argued position yeah. a lot of times we're lying when we say that athletes have said something really brilliant most of the time it's you know eighth or ninth grade level uh, right. analysis you get a c for it if you wrote it in a paper and you know it also sucks because you you see him talking about the sacrifice yes um it's, that his grandparents made nazis before, right? Candace, not like people you call nazis actual nazis it would have been nice to see drew Brees, you know fight the actual fascists I in agree. this country who don't want him to I have agree. freedom of speech um but he didn't do that and that's okay